see how this all fits together. So I've survived COVID and COVID has actually uh, heightened the lifestyle that we all work to achieve, right? So I've been fortunate to have no family, friends, uh, relatives that have been uh, severely adversely affected. Um, that's been great. Uh, of course, this isn't over, but uh, the larger point here is when we went into lockdown the last time I published a podcast, uh, nobody knew quite what the ramifications would be. And now looking back nine months later, we see that it just uh, takes a domestic life and just triples and quadruples down on it. And for people that have been living that lifestyle for X amount of years, uh, like me, like a lot of people listening, it at first seemed a little chaotic, but as we settled in, uh, it just came to reinforce that uh, if you are simple and domestic and cook and uh, or li live a basic quiet life, that uh, it's actually pretty great. So uh, obvious big net positives from COVID, uh, the big winners out of all of this. When we look back in a year, a year from now, I think this will be uh, largely in the rearview mirror. Uh, markets will continue to march higher, but um, I think regardless, there have been massive winners out of this and big losers, and the winners, of course, have been technology. Uh, look at the NASDAQ. It's up 47% year-to-date, so w it blows my mind when, when I was listening to people like Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday and people podcasting in March uh, talking about investments and what to do when the market was dropping precipitously 30 40 50% from peak and people were scrambling to get out. They didn't know whether to buy, sell, or what. But if you just have a long-term <laughs> long view and, and zoom out, I mean, it was no different from Black Monday, from the tech, the tech bubble crash, from the Great Recession. Uh, when markets drop 40%, 50%, if you have a long-term time horizon, you just keep buying and you stay patient, right? You buy quality, you hold for the long-term. It's, it's not, I mean, in hindsight, is that hindsight bias? I mean, I, I don't think it is. I, I think regardless, over time, the market always goes up and, uh, that could be debated, but it's actually fact if you look long-term. So buy quality, hold forever. It just constantly reinforces the view that uh, tech will lead the way higher. It'll continue to march higher. Um, with S&P 500 only being up 17%, NASDAQ up 47% year-to-date, I think it's clear the companies like Microsoft, Apple, Google, Tesla, et cetera, uh, will push this bull market up to the 18,000, 20,000 mark. Uh, by March or April of next year. So that's the big takeaway. Tech will continue to uh, push this economy forward. Second is uh, alcohol consumption. Alcohol companies, um, alcohol retailers are winning. Um, I've probably drank four or five or six times the amount of wine that I've drank in the past over the past nine months. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, you're just at home all day long. There's no one, <laughs> you're in your underwear and t-shirts all day long. You're cooking all day. So why not go to the extra bedroom in the wine cellar and pull a bottle of something to drink or check in on. So big lesson learned is to drink your bottles that you've been sitting on too. I, I think the lesson that I took away was out of the, I don't know, three, 400 bottles I've purchased in the past 10 years. And, and I'm still sitting on half of those from 2007, eight, nine. Um, it's just better just to pull the cork and drink. And you'll realize that uh, the bottles that are 40, 50, 60, $70 plus actually pretty much suck. About 98% of them are bad. So the, the big lesson for me is to focus more on the 10 to $25 uh, Italian wines, pretty much cross out all the French red wines and then uh, stick to the simple food and the simple wine from Italy. So that's a big takeaway. Takeaway three, uh, pets and the pet industry is booming um, just based on personal anecdotal behavior. Uh, my wife and I are getting a dog in about four months. So 
uh, we're people that weren't traditionally pet people now that everyone's spending more time at home they have more time to train and actually spend time with a with a pet the industry uh, looks like a big winner out of this, and that's also a good thing, too. Uh, the gig economy, which I don't even like the term, but basically just everyone being self-contractors is a big winner here. I know, again, with, with working from home, you have the total freedom and luxury to, to do a side hustle, uh, to do any, any kind of artisanal uh, pursuit that you want on the side if you so desire. So I think that's a huge winner here in companies, obviously like Patreon, et cetera, just popping up and, you know, giving a backbone and supporting that lifestyle. So going forward, uh, you know, offices are totally fucked. Uh, bars are fucked. But with offices, those buildings will just be probably Amazon distribution centers or something, which which isn't a, a huge revelation either. Um, I think malls will still continue to thrive. You know, retail has been around for, what, 2,000 years. So companies like Costco, et cetera, will continue to to be great, great companies, but I think offices are the big losers here along with uh, dry cleaners and all those services companies that feed off of the office life. So pretty sad, but um, economic Darwinism, I guess, you know, the, the biology of a market, if you will. So uh, drug companies are big winners here, obviously, with the vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna, et cetera. Drug companies are winning. Um, but I think also with people being home, home a lot more, their personal decisions are actually not optimal for their health and therefore i think the the downward decline in personal health will continue while the upward movement of drug companies like abbott uh, abv all those big uh, amgen um, they'll continue to uh, increase earnings increase dividends and uh, make people like us who focus on those companies for our passive income continue to be happy uh, formal clothing is also completely dead too. That ties in with dry cleaning. I, I know I, I literally have been just living in my underwear and t-shirts for nine months, but I'm in Texas. So the weather is, is conducive to that. But I think that in general, the casualization of culture, I mean, obviously starting with Mark Zuckerberg and those hoodie CEOs and stuff, that's, that's permeated all the way down to the average individual contributors who are working from home. So another big takeaway there. Uh, like I said, the stock market, uh, continues to march higher. Of course, we've been in the bull market since 2009, so essentially we're all just riding the wave and we all look smart now. But, um, you know, critics would say, oh, what happens when the market tanks? Well, it's it's tanked probably the most it's ever going to do. I mean, if a global pandemic can't take the market down more than, what, 40% from the highs in March, what what can possibly tank this market? It's Is it going to be a black swan? Um, well, COVID actually wasn't a black swan, if, if, if you read about black swans, but you know, something like this is inevitable. We're going to get uh, COVID-20. We're going to get COVID-21. I mean, these, these pandemics will continue to, to pop up. So they're actually, um, I mean, they were bound to happen anyway with all the global travel, et cetera. So this really wasn't a black swan. So could there be another black swan? Of course, there will be black swans. And we don't know what they are. But um, the U.S. stock market is, is, is so resilient that, in, at least in our lifetimes, I'm confident uh, that the U.S. economy will continue to plow forward, especially over time. So big takeaway, continue to buy quality, continue to focus on quality. Stocks have paid dividends and increased dividends over the uh, pace of inflation. Um, same stuff I've been preaching for the past two and a half years. So a uh, big takeaway there. The, the last takeaway is that uh, my wine consumption has been shifting from Tuscany to Piedmont, uh, mostly Barbera and Dolcetto, mostly Barbera because... To me, it has more oomph than Chianti and Sangiovese. The alcohol content's higher. Uh, the wines are a little deeper, darker in color. They're better with food, pastas, and simple Italian food in general. And I think that 
uh, to me, they're the quintessential table wine that you don't really have to think too much about, but they can still please, you know, your parents or friends who aren't even into wine who don't know about wine, but they can still uh, give that person who's actually someone into wine or, or really into wine uh, what they're really looking for in terms of food friendliness and just overall enjoyability and pleasurability at the table, which is kind of what what I've been just striving for this these past nine months as I've recalibrated my domestic life a little bit and just simplified things uh, to the extent that really all I do is um, I don't really work from home. I mean, I probably about, have about a year and a half left uh, with my current job. I, I really just sit on the sofa while my wife works and watches me, and she probably just has no idea or can't fathom how I can actually keep my job when all I do is, is read and listen to podcasts all day other than just cook and watch football at night. So um, really weird existence uh, being suburban professional these days in the suburbs. Um, but it is what it is, and, and, and that's the new reality. So uh, thankfully, we can embrace it. We have the technology. Again, we have passive income um, to really make this lifestyle, this basically leisure lifestyle 24-7 a reality. And it just sounds so outlandish and crazy, but you know, if you've been working somewhat hard for 10 years and you actually have a spouse or a partner and you have double that income and you've been you know, spending relatively little and investing relatively intelligently, after about 10 years, you, you get to a point in your life and it's not really a midlife crisis, but it's, it's a midlife stage where you say, okay, what's next? And it's time to close the office chapter and open up that next chapter um, for, for, you know, for whatever you decide it's going to be. Uh, I've been spending a lot of money on dish soap and coffee um, and dish towels. Obviously, laundry has been going through the roof. Um, and as your, some of your expense categories increase, others decrease, obviously. It's just a recalibration with domestic life. So um, that's to be expected. But I, I'd much rather be doing this than commuting to a job, uh, spending money at the dry cleaners, meeting friends for dinner and drinks, uh, you know, just doing all that stuff. So it's just, um, it took a shift in your budget maybe around April and May when you can recalibrate. But as I think now we're all well on our way to uh, a new budget, a new way of life. And, and the question is, once the vaccine comes, will it be a drastic shift where we go back to old behaviors? And I, I think largely these behaviors are sticky that you develop, especially when you're at home a lot. So I think a lot of the carryover will continue through 2021 and beyond. Mm-hmm.